Okay, I promised you open line time, so let's do it. Uh, let's jump back into what's on your mind this morning, starting with Dawn, who wants to talk about the protests in our city yesterday. Hi, Dawn. Hi. I just uh, want to comment that those protesters who are chanting, lock her up, yeah. are probably going to be the same ones who are going to be complaining when a non-elective surgery is cancelled. Well, I mean, there are consequences to, you know, if we don't get these cases under control. I mean, it, there's that's the two sides of this argument, Dawn, and... Um, it, it's, it's, it's no tough. different than, than the police. You know, the, the ones who are complaining about the job that the police do, they're the first ones to phone them when they need them. Yeah, you, you make a good point. You make a good point. Okay, thanks very much, Don. Yeah, I mean, there, there are consequences to these cases, there's no doubt. A lot of you really pleased with what Mark had to say. Um, this listener to 770CHQR says, Caller Mark really hit it on the head how many are feeling. Who's really suffering here? The government is so hyper-focused on the virus and have so many people convinced they should think the same. We can't see the destruction outside the blinders. It really is concerning how casually people hand over their freedoms. This listener says, a great call from Mark. The decision makers haven't lost a day of income. Self-employed small business owners have lost a lifetime of savings, retirement funds, family relationships, etc. Different boats, absolutely. Yeah, it's true. I mean, everybody has their own viewpoint. And, you know, our viewpoints are... Uh, informed by our experience, right? We're all going to have a slightly different take on what's going on in our world based on how it affects our own personal well-being. Um, that's undeniable, and that's probably the way that it should be, right? I mean, it's it's different for everybody, so trying to find a consensus is pretty tough. Let's check in with Mike and get his thoughts now. Hi, Mike. Hey, Jake. Can you hear me? Got you loud and clear, sir. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I actually, I just want to kind of echo what everyone just texted in about Mark's thing there, and I totally agree. Um, if people think it's kind of crazy that a, a fence got torn down and that people are uh, upset that uh, people are saying lock her up, mm-hmm. I mean, wait wait until more businesses and more people lose everything they've worked for, uh, then the protests are going to get a lot uglier than just a fence being torn down and people saying lock her up. So I think it's a bit naive to think that that's, uh, that's an ugly protest. Um, and I think a lot of those people that are losing their livelihoods and businesses, are mo- they're, they're probably mostly upset because there is, zero transparency jason kenny says that he welcomes open debate well a panel of experts including who i hope you've heard of by this time david redmond oh have i heard of him you guys mention him every 15 minutes how can i not have heard of him well the reason you haven't heard of him is because jason kenny will never open debate with him even though he's been talking about it for over a year now with his panel of doctors and that's why people are so upset is because jason kenny pays a lot of lip service saying yeah i welcome open debate but if there's any experts that kind of don't align with dr henshaw then they don't they don't get this panel of experts uh, challenged him two weeks ago to an open debate. But why hasn't he done it? We all know why. Because it's political suicide. It's career suicide. He would lose his job and his income. So it must be a nice cushy thing that he can do just to avoid it, so he can continue having income. But he has no problem with arbitrarily shutting other people's lives down. You can tell the frustration in my voice. I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're covering a lot of ground that the, a previous caller already covered on, on, on the debate and everything like that. But I understand. I appreciate the call, Mike. Um, Jason Kenny might be at risk of losing his job anyway. He can't seem to find a way out of this. He's, uh, he's getting it from all sides. So he's in a tough spot no matter what he does. Uh, let's go to Craig now who wants to talk about the protest yesterday. Hi, Craig. Morning, Shay. Hey, uh, congrats on your job. No, thanks, That's man. I appreciate awesome. that. I miss you from ICV. Um <laughs> I, I don't know, uh, as an Albertan and a proud Albertan, maybe these protesters, these professional protesters, I like that term. That's, mm-hmm. that's funny. I, I wonder what that pays. <laughs> but um, 
you know, most of us out here, we still try and have a job. I have the luxury of living in the country. I live on a ranch. Yeah. And so I'm not in the city centers. And I feel sorry for people with small businesses trying to make ends meet. I really do. But um, maybe we should have had Pfizer incorporated into Canadian infrastructure um, back when they offered to yeah. build a plant. Yeah. But they said, no, we want it in Quebec. And they said, no, we're not building there. And, you know, it just seems to me like uh, Lido, that's what I call him, um, our prime minister, um, he's kowtowing to China. And it's, it, it, it seems to me like he's he admires them. And I, I, there's a picture in the paper there years back how he admires their dictatorship. Um, hello, maybe we should start protesting against this regime they're trying to impose on the western provinces. Okay. Good call. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we got a couple of different uh, discussions going on there. I think, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're talking about the situation with vaccines uh, in Canada and the fact that we don't have any domestic production, um, some of that falls at the feet of the Liberals. They've been in office for quite a while and didn't correct the situation that changed, I think, going back to... I, I, I stand to be corrected, but I think it goes back to Brian Mulroney. There's been government after government after government that hasn't really got the ball rolling on that. So uh, lots of criticism to go around. But in terms of the procurement and getting vaccines into this country, yeah, that's on Trudeau. No question about that, pure and simple. Um, James wants to weigh in on the uh, China-Canada situation as well. Hi, James. That me? That's you, sir, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm going back to before you were born pretty well. Uh uh, Pierre, he always had a connection with China. He always had, he always liked China and the government, how they ran things. And, and again, uh, that's something that uh, goes back, at least in the children's side of the family. They always had connection with China in one way or another, the family thing there. And Justin, uh, our prime minister now, Justin Trudeau, is following the same uh, family line, the same line that his dad did. And that same thing when it comes to the oil and thing else. He's following the same trend that his dad did. So. Okay, interesting. Uh, Yeah, it's before my time, James. I'm not aware of that connection, but uh, okay. Um, Let's. uh, Tim's on the line. He was one of the organizers of the protest yesterday. Uh, I'm going to go to Greg first, and then we'll get to uh, we'll get to Tim uh, after the break. Hi, Greg. Go ahead. Good morning, Shane. Um, Yeah, I'd just like to say, if people think that that the protesters are professional protesters, my wife and daughter were one of them yesterday. No, no, hang on, hang on. This is, this is part of the discussion here. Um, I think, you know, from my viewpoint, from the Premier's viewpoint, and from most of the audience viewpoint, nobody's saying when we say all of those protesters, nobody's saying that. What we're saying is there was a group of protesters that went down there, and there was also a group of professional protesters, and there was a group of troublemakers that went down there. We can differ, two things can be true at the same time. Yeah, well, I, I know I've been to some of the lockdown protests earlier earlier in the uh, in the winter when you know on the weekend I'm I'm working today but um, you know it's I, I think it would be so much better if you could get more people out there because as, as Albertans I'm really surprised and kind of disappointed actually that there aren't more people out there that you know there's a lot of people out of work right now get out there and protest get out there and voice your well what if they don't agree people. with it though what if they don't what if they do what if they well, don't agree? I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the people that are out of work uh, aren't real aren't real happy with the lockdown. Well, they're not uh, happy with it, but they understand it, perhaps. Well, I don't I don't know if they do. Um, there's a lot of people that are being fed the information 
that, you know, from, from the Dina Hinshaws of the world, that, yes, we're all in this together. Like they said earlier, no, we're not. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate, you know, like, I, I applaud the, the healthcare system for doing what they've done in, on one sense, but on the other, like, they've got nothing to lose. They're not losing their, their salaries. The, the, the you teachers been, aren't losing theirs. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna lose you. I'm going down in a valley. But okay, okay. I'll let you go. Okay. All thanks right? very much, Greg. You know what? And I, that's a, that's a common argument. All the people who are making the decisions, the healthcare system, they're not losing their salaries and stuff like that. Maybe just maybe this is about more than money to some people. Do you think that could be true? Is it possible that these healthcare professionals who have seen what happens and um, are absolutely quaking in fear at what's around the corner as these case numbers continue to go up are saying, listen. Pay attention to what's happening, um, and are saying use every tool in the tool belt to try and get this under control, or we're going to be in a really, really bad situation. You know what's happening in Ontario right now? They're deciding who gets access to respirators and ICUs because they can't accommodate everybody. Do you want to be that healthcare provider in that position? Salary be damned. I don't want to be in a position where I have to go to a family and say, you know what, we can't offer the care that you're you're father needs, your mother needs, your sister needs, your child needs. We don't have the room. Maybe that's what the consideration is. Maybe it's not about the fact that they get to keep their job. Maybe they're actually worried about saving lives. I don't know. Just a thought. We'll take a quick break and come back with more of your calls after this. All right, right back to the phones. A lot of you wanting to weigh in on this. Let's go to Derek talking about uh, the situation in our province right now. Hi, Derek. Hey there, Shay. Uh, I just wanted to say that there's an awful lot of emotion out there, and uh, that emotion is dictating a lot of the responses. Yes. And when people are using that emotion to do things like uh, spew racial epithets or uh, burn things or break windows, that's not going to get their voice heard. Well, I, I think you're and, right, and it gets lost in the in the inflammatory stuff that goes on around it, right? It very much does, and these these protesters want their voice heard, yet they're going about it in the wrong way. Change your tactic, do something different, and use your emotion to promote your message rather than hindering your message. Yeah, I think you know you you make a good point, but like. Uh... What, what what would that be? I mean, the frustration is real, and it's understandable. The anger, the resentment, you know, a lot of people feel they've had their livelihoods taken from them. That's going to piss people off. I get it. So you're saying, what's, what's, what's the right way to handle that? Uh, well, I mean, talk to your political leaders. Talk to your people. Um, do your protests and, you know, have your signs and yeah, yeah. Uh, get your voice heard. But... Don't be out there causing violence and stuff like that. Well, not a lot of them did. I mean, it, like we, we need to continue to point that out. Most of them didn't. Most of them didn't. It's a small group. Uh, and the fear it's is like, there, though. It is. You're right. It's, you're right. That anger is there, and that anger um, can hijack the message. You're absolutely right. I agree with you 100%. Um, okay. Thanks very much for the call, Derek. I appreciate it. A um, couple of you still uh, wanting to weigh in on this, so we'll, we'll take your calls before we get to Tim. We, we talked to Tim earlier, and there's been so many calls here that I want to try and uh, get reaction from the audience before we go back to Tim, who was one of the organizers of yesterday's protest, because um, it, it's an interesting discussion to, you know, what, what are you hoping to, to, to see happen here, right? That's, that's uh, part of the discussion around this. And, and, you know, what do you do about these people who want to try and hijack the situation? And, um, you know... 
it's not an either or. It's not. I mean, and that's that's the risk. We just get into this thing. I I hate the protesters. I love the protesters, and that's it. And we can't see the gray. We can't see the fact that not all the protesters are the same. Okay, I'm going to squeeze Dorian quickly, and then we'll go to Tim. Hi, Dory. Hi. I have an idea. All these protesters who want to be out on the street, mm-hmm. they could go out and they could gather all the garbage that's on the street. And goodness knows, after a riot, there's a lot of garbage. And if they still really feel strong and feel they really have to do something, put it in trunks, trucks, take it to the doors of the legislature. And if you're really feeling nasty about the politicians, dump it in one big pile there. Okay. Interesting yeah, approach. That would send a message, right? That would send a message to parliamentarians, and it would clean up our streets. And in the springtime, they need cleaning up. Okay, thanks, Dory. There you go. Um, Put your civil disobedience to good use. Interesting concept. Okay, let's wrap this up with Tim. Uh, Tim, we had you on earlier. You're one of the protest organizers yesterday, and the question I was putting to you is, um, you know, and and you're hearing it from our audience, a lot of people can understand the anger, they can understand the frustration, they can understand the resentment, um, but they say that your message is being hijacked by people who are looking for own personal gain and for, you know, looking for trouble. Let's be honest. That's what it is. Yeah, there there are always a few shades, but here's the thing. I want to give everybody a little bit more context on this. So they're aware that leading in the days leading up to the rally, we'd reached out repeatedly to EPS and, and legislative sheriffs to discuss what's happening because we don't want a bad situation to evolve. Everybody needs to be aware that we've had... I had literally dozens of conversations up to and including 10 o'clock yesterday morning. Like, that's how interested not only we are, but the, the police are as well in doing something right and, and safely. So we're making those efforts. Um, we, we repeat that with our messages online. And then as well, we say it at the beginning of the rally that at the end of the day, folks, we need to, we need to put our best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And if we hear any of this stuff happening in the crowd, please turn to your neighbor and say, you know what, this isn't the time or place. And that happened. So, so there's a lot of background stuff that people aren't seeing that I think would probably surprise them. So those, those are things people need to know. People also need to know that we have AHS professionals, doctors, nurses, and others, as well as authorities reaching out to our experts, our, our doctors, and, and Dave Redman and others, saying that they support, saying that, that they want to make noise on our behalf, but they've been threatened with reprisals. So so that's a piece of the conversation that, that most of the listeners wouldn't know about, but people within, I guess, those small micro-communities are hearing from doctors. They're hearing from the authorities that we're not in support of what the government is doing, but everybody's in uncharted territory right now, so this we're trying thing, to find yeah. a way to bridge those gaps, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's thousands of, of authorities, but I, I can say with confidence it's many of hundreds. And so we're, we're trying to work outside, I guess, of the norm, because that's where we're at. We're trying to bridge those gaps. We're encouraging people to go speak to your police. Go speak to your healthcare professionals. If they're concerned, there's ways that we can capture their messages and and put them forward. To one of your caller's points about reaching out to the MLAs, our MLAs are so overloaded with phone calls and emails from people like us that they're actually ignoring the, the vast majority. And so we, we're trying that route, too. We're trying every option we can find to make sure that our, our hearts and our minds are felt because we see the palpable situation that we're facing in our communities. We see our youth, right? Sure. We, we, yep, see, yep, we yep. see what's happening with our seniors. So when I, I think that there's a bunch of pieces of the conversation that are missing when people go, oh, well, the protesters should do X. Actually, to your last caller's point, uh, yeah. we do actually repeat the message that please clean up after yourself, after rally, and, and we were commended yesterday by the legislature sheriffs because it was clean when we left. So there's a bunch of the pieces that are missing because I think in our traditional sense, in our traditional society, 
we had conducted ourselves in a way that didn't really include protests and rallies, right? Yeah, this no. feels foreign to a lot of people, and, and for, for good reason. But what's happening is, is we're trying to raise the bar, and we're trying to put some faces and some voices on the frustration that we're seeing in our communities that Jason Kenney, Dina Hinshaw and Tyler Shandro aren't listening to. So that's that's why we're no, doing I what we're you, doing. I hear you, Timmy. You know what? And like I said earlier, uh, I, I support your right to go out and have your voices heard. And I know that there's, you know, and we, we've seen the polling. Half, about half the province says the restrictions are too much. Half say they aren't enough. Um, both those voices deserve to be heard. And, and I'm yeah. glad to hear that you're spreading the message of let's do this in a constructive and peaceful way. Um, and, and and I support that. I, I My fear is where this goes uh, as more and more of, as we've agreed, the troublemakers and the people that are looking to to make hay out of this, um, continue to have things pushed along. So I appreciate calling back in and clarifying a few things for us. We do need to take a break, but uh, hey, uh, raising your voice is, is part of a democratic society, and if it's done in the right way, I, I, I fully support it. Cross the line, you cross the line. We went over that earlier. We'll take a break and be back after the 12 o'clock news.